podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. I'm really having to rack my brains to think what show is we're doing. Really weird to be doing a post-match point on a, on a Wednesday at five o'clock, but that's what we're here to do as Aston Villa beat Fulham 1-0. This show is sponsored by Purity Ale. If you want to get 10% off everything they have to offer, then use the code hashtag Villa View. Of course, my dad tries to ring me just as the show starts, and I know he would have got a notification that the Villa View was on as well. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by Neil Dunworth. And Neil, another win. For Villa, not pretty, not a game that will live long in the memory. But I've got to say, looking back at it and how I felt when I woke up this morning, I actually quite like the fact that we weren't brilliant. We didn't really get out of first gear, but yet we still won the game 1-0. Another win at home, five in a row now, kept a clean sheet. Finally, a centre-back scores from a corner. That's been a been a long time coming. So, although we didn't have to do much to win the game, and it was from a set piece we won the game, it was just... A comfortable night. I didn't really ever feel particularly nervous that we were going to get clawed back in that game. I don't know about you watching from Ireland. No, I didn't. Um, uh, I suppose firstly, my overall action feeling on the on the uh, the game itself is you're going to get these games specifically when you're coming in and the business end of the season. We've 32 games in the um, or 33 games, I think, in the in the tank now. Uh, 32 before tonight. We had a game on Saturday, which while we didn't really perform. It was still a tough game because Brentford ran and ran and ran and, and, and yeah. it was still a tough game. You still needed to, to, to do work there. And um, last night was, it, it, I think it, it's okay for this team to, because we're not, we're not a fully formed team. We're still, there's still an awful lot of, um, of hurdles this team needs to get over internally itself, you know, to make it a good team. But, you know, we're 10 games unbeaten, Dan, and I think it was three weeks ago, the two of us, or probably two weeks ago, but three games ago, the two of us were sitting here and we actually posited whether we could actually go three games or, or 10 games unbeaten. And we've done that now. And um, we've gotten a draw when we didn't play well. We've gotten a win when we didn't play well uh, last two games. And I think the, the, the team aren't stupid. I think the team will know that, yeah, look, we got out of jail against Brentford. And they'll know that, yeah, look, there was a bit more in the tank uh, against against Fulham. But I, I, I thought it was, you know, once we got that goal, we sat we sat back. And it reminded me of games like uh, like against Leeds uh, at, earlier on in the season. Um, after Unai came in, that uh, I think it was a Friday night game. We got an early goal through... Uh, through Leon Bailey, and then we kind of sat back and we kind of let things come to us, and then we picked them off with another goal, and um, then later on in the game. And I think that's what Aston Villa were trying to do last night. It was it was a conservation uh, type game. We've a lot of players there that would have had of the last ten games. There's a lot of players in that team that would have played um, very very high amount of minutes. You know, they're, they're coming up in a thousand minutes in the last ten games. Well, nine hundred minutes. Um, if you want to be pedantic about it, but you know that's uh, and and that's that's minutes in these legs as well because we don't have that massive rotation. So all in all, to be able to go out there and end Fulham's um, Fulham's unlikely trudge towards uh, Europe and to progress our own, I think, is a massive statement uh, from this club. And we can talk about the quality of the game all we want, but at the end, I don't, of the day, I don't, I don't think we will now. I don't think we'll we will. Well, we, we we won't, but uh, people can, and, and it's been discussed on on. Uh, and broadcast the national media today uh, an awful lot, but uh, I don't really care. Three points are three points, and there was no one, no one would be given out if Arsenal won a game dirty and we're, we're at the top of the league. So it shouldn't be any different when Villa do it against a D 
decent team and a team who performed well uh, this year in in Fulham. Yeah, Fulham had one shot, which I didn't really I didn't really appreciate that last night that they literally only had one shot, and it was probably in the first minute of the game as well when 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 they went close early doors. I look back at the stats; mm. that's the only shot that they had in the whole game. So Emmy Martinez hasn't had much to do. Obviously, there was the the disallowed goal that went in off went in off Mings, I think it was that that got disallowed mm. for offside. But really, they did, didn't tend to trouble us, and I did just feel there was an element of we can win this game playing in first gear, second gear. Let's do that. Let's keep some energy back for Sunday. Nice that we've got Tuesday, then Sunday. Yeah, because it does give that extra, extra few days rest than than it would. You know, we've come quite close to the Brentford game, but we've managed to get four points. We've now got a decent time before we get to Manchester United on Sunday, which is a game Villa will absolutely have to be at their best. Not a great record at Old Trafford, obviously. But Carl Carl McClatchy, he says their Villa never needed to get out of second gear. We also should have had a penalty. I'm not sure. I think I, I'm not sure about the penalty. I think maybe if it had been given by the ref, it wouldn't have got overturned. But I do think he got a nick on the ball, flukily. But I do think Tossing did get a he did get a little nick on the ball. Yeah. I agree so, with you on that. Yeah, it's, it, looking back at it, I think if that had been a Villa defender, we'd have all said he got the ball. He got the ball. Come on. So I think you know you've got to be. Fair. But I I agree with you in, in what you say there as well. That if the referee had given it, I don't think VAR would have overturned it. That's the thing with VAR, isn't it? That's and that's the ambiguity. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, someone saying the hoodie is cringe in the uh, in the comments. I don't know. We're both wearing a hoodie, so I'd love to know the bladder night of which hoodie is cringe. I mean, mine is a plain. Mind. Mine is a plain black hoodie. So if you haven't got my hoodie, I'm not sure. I mean, if you haven't got the Villa hoodie, I'm not really sure why. Either interesting comment. In there, Dolan, Chris Dolan in the comments says 100% penalty. He sent me the clip. Oh, I'm not sure I agree with you, Dolan. I don't, if, that had been, if that had been the other way around, Dolan would be saying, never a pen. He got, he got the ball. Come on. So, yeah, I just don't, I just don't think so. But, it's, yeah, I've said it's a, it's a comfy win. The biggest takeaway for me is, is that a centre-back has finally scored off, off a set-piece. McGinn had, McGinn had a few goals, a few goals, sorry, crossing the board in from the corner in the third time. Mings gets on the end of it and kind of loops in, and you could kind of get a sense with Concer and Mings' celebration that something had something had happened the way they they were speaking to each other, and then you know you find out afterwards that Emery's challenged them basically to to get mm. on the score sheet. And what Unai Emery wants at the moment now, Unai Emery gets, and he you could tell by his celebration as well. I mean, he was giving it stacks on the touchline last night. Unai Emery, he yeah. must be tired today. He was really giving it some on, on the touchline all the way through the goal. But again, it, sometimes after games, even if we've won, he's not been pleased. But generally, I think I felt like his reaction was that, that he was quite pleased at the end of it. Yeah, and 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 you know he knows that he's making history here with Aston Villa. You know, let's and and you know at the final whistle and during the game and, and stuff, and me included as well. You know, you get get encapsulated with the emotion of the game, just like Unai Emery has. And Unai Emery knows that uh, that he's making history. He knows, like like he wakes up in the morning, he looks himself in the mirror, and he says. You're doing a good job here, Una. You're doing a good job, and uh, and he and he bloody well is. But uh, he's he is uh, uh, like uh, uh, it's it's funny, you know. Obviously, people call him the the professor, but I don't think he wants to be a perfectionist. If that makes sense, I think that what he wants is I think he wants people to be able to to express themselves in structure, and 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 that's kind of what 
Um, Aston Villa did against Newcastle. Well, it's very much what they did against Newcastle. But when you can't express yourself in structure, make sure you don't break the structure, I think is it would be his overarching kind of mentality with regards to this. And I think that game last night was exactly uh, it, uh, kind of symptomatic of, of what Unai Emery brings. As, you, as I see a comment there popped up there from David Stiles, love the piece by Greg Evans about Aston McPhee. Um, I'm going to put my hand up and say, you know, there were times where I've questioned and I've wondered what he does what he brings and there were times under Stephen Gerrard when I think that that was probably um, uh, at the time it was it was it was a relevant question you know well, he wasn't more, allowed to do anything by the sound of things exactly exactly um, uh, that, that's exactly what I was going to get at here is that uh, you know, I suppose as things comes out and as context becomes clearer you know you begin to understand a small bit more about the situation but um, he does look to be Unai Emery's go-to man on the bench um, maybe Unai has other people like for, for in-game in-game tactical changes looks like it's, it's Aston McPhee uh, on the training ground uh, it's most likely going to be Paco on, on the training ground and so on but um, you know we get a goal from a, from a set piece I must say our set piece deliveries last night from both McGinn and Douglas Louise were pretty good. They were really good. Like they were on they the money. Been for weeks in fairness. Yeah. We, haven't had, we haven't had joy off it, but the, even that some of the little routines that, that that come up with that we come up with and stuff, even if they don't work, you can see that something's something's been happening. I I thought the stick he was getting at the start of the season was really harsh. You can't blame the set piece coach every time you can see the goal from a corner. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's not their fault. It's, it's it's just not not possible. But you know, we've scored some goals. Since he's come in off Austin McPhee's set pieces, yeah. we've scored some really good goals fr- fr- from them. So you know, I think he deserves a lot of credit for all the people that would have been having a go at him at the start of the season. You absolutely should be giving him credit now yep. for, for what they're doing. He seems like a real trusted member of that that backroom staff. Seems like his responsibilities being greater under under Emery. And if Unai Emery trusts him, then you know we should trust him. At the moment, Unai Emery could do anything. He could put, put Tara Mings up front for a game, and I would say, I'm just. Fine, if that's what Unai yeah. Emery thinks, let's go with it because it, the man it, might is be a the only, it might be the only way Diego Carlos gets back in the team the way that partnership is played. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. got to say, Concer and Concer and Mings that they deserve credit for turning it around as well. I was definitely doubting them as a partnership at the, at the start of the season, as much as I have always been a massive advocate for Tara Mings and have always loved him and, and defended him. Concer, I was starting to be on the wine for, I was thinking, I'm just not sure it's working. I think it, think it needs freshening up, but as a pair now. You can't change that. You just you just cannot change that. And we won't change it barring injury going into the into the rest of the season. There's absolutely no reason to to break that partnership up at all, especially even with a 25, 30 million pound centre back sat on a bench. You do not break that centre half pairing because our clean sheet record as well. Mm. Bordering on ridiculous. Every, everything's bordering on ridiculous at the moment. We're fifth, eight wins out of ten. We only conceded two goals from 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 open play in, in that run as well. Three one of, goals in total. Three yeah. goals in total. One of them was a joke penalty at, at West Ham. You know, Philip Richards is saying here, if results go for us tonight, I feel quite positive we can finish seventh at worst this season. Mm. I feel the same because seventh will get you Europe now as well. We we know that after the after the FA Cup weekend, the fact that we're sat in fifth with you know teams have got games in hand around us, but they haven't won those game games in hand yet. We're the ones in possession of that that place in the in the table. Yeah. It's absolutely astounding that we are there, especially as I say every week, given the head start that we gave absolutely everyone in the league against us. That league table, we couldn't have dreamed of being fifth after 33 games. <laughs> I mean, I still look at it and think, how? How are we how are we fit? How have we scored the same amount of goals as Manchester United when we couldn't score a goal at the, at the, at the start of the season? Declan O'Donoghue is asking, do we think fourth possible? I don't. 
I don't think fourth is possible. We would need United. We would need we to beat United at the weekend, and we would need them to go on a hell of a drawing spree. I think because I don't see them losing many games between here on out. Um, uh, look, a boy can dream, Declan. A boy can dream, and I start. No, we're all dreamers until it's mathematically uh, mathematically out of the equation. Um, I think it's right to dream with regards to that. But anything from here, like anything, genuinely anything from here on is gravy. Uh, if yeah, exactly. we win against, if we win against Manchester United at the weekend, we will get Europe. We will get European football. I, I'm that confident on it because I cannot see Brighton. And I know we've jumped right ahead after the game and everything like that, but I cannot see Brighton with their seven games in May alone and nine games in the next five weeks. It's going to be tough for Brighton, and they've got a their um their away at Nottingham Forest tonight. Maybe they'll win that. They would be expected to win that, but then they've got their four games in hand, uh, or their three games in hand, then after that in Newcastle, United and Liverpool and Arsenal, I think, as well, then are, are four games that they have left. So they have as bad of a run in as we do. Um, so if we can just better their results as we go hmm. through, I think we win. I don't look at our running and see it as bad. I see it as a, as a massive opportunity, and I imagine that's how Unai Emery will be feeling as well. You know, if we look at it at the moment, mathematically, we can get fourth. We can so we can get Champions League, we can get Europa League, or we could get Europa Conference League, or we could get absolutely nothing. But I just think at the moment, if I had to bet where we where we would finish, I think sixth, and that's yeah. your, and that's Europa yeah. League football, and that is astounding. That that is where I think Villa will finish. I think Villa will finish sixth. So don't put any money on Villa finishing sixth at all, because that's where that's where I think we'll end up. But even yeah. if we do end up in Europa Conference League, I won't be disappointed by that. I'll be absolutely buoyed because I expected nothing. After the first few games of the, of, the, of the season, I was expecting to go down at one point under Steve and Gerrard as well. You, the, the thing that could cost us, and Perry O'Reilly's just mentioned it in the, in the chat, squad is looking a little thin, I think it's starting to show. Every time a player goes down at the moment, you do think, mm, we are down to the bare bones. If we lose one more player, if we were to lose Watkins, for example, that's a catastrophe. He's quiet last night. Oh. But it's, a, it's a catastrophe because they literally... No other centre forward. I suppose Durant. Durant's not been coming off the bench in the last couple of games, so I've forgotten about him. But you know what I mean? There's no no like for like re- replacement there. We're getting by at the moment. Then Donker's come in and has been brilliant. I think Ashley Young covering cash every single game at the moment has, mm. has been excellent. I think Chambers, when he comes on and has his little cameos, has, has been really good. Bertie came on again last night. Obviously, he scored a couple of goals off the bench. But we're teetering on the on the verge now of, of being too low. On numbers. If we lose one more, there will be a little bit, a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I think if we, I think we need to get a central midfielder back somewhere, somehow, um, just to alleviate the pressure of us having to go with maybe moving McGinn back into central midfield. So I'm saying, essentially, I'm saying we need Kamara back. I think soon, yeah, so that we don't have to break one. up that. Yeah, since we don't have to break up that narrow midfield at the moment. I'm not saying he comes back into the team directly, but um, having him there allows us to, to play around with things a small bit, small bit better. Um, in, in a weird kind of way, I would like, you know what, could you imagine Philippe Coutinho coming back and hitting the ground running for the last two or three games? Could you imagine him scoring the winner at Anfield or at, at, at Liverpool? Could you imagine him, uh, you know, something along those lines? Not hopeful of the situation, but I do think that if he comes back, he may have a bigger input to the, to the run-in that we have than maybe a Leon Bailey uh, will coming back from injury as well. So I think maybe something in a more attacking sense like that would be good because Buendia, 
for all the work that Buendia does, and I'm, I am a, I'm a defender of Buendia specifically because I know that he's getting a, a couple of kind of side eyes. Uh, for, and look, he's not exactly playing out of his skin, don't get me wrong, but I'm a defender of him from his work rate point of view. But, you know, having somebody that we could have a like-for-like replacement in there, obviously not a work rate, work rate guy, but somebody who can come in and move the ball around and was looking really, really good for 20, 30 minutes off the bench um, when Una Emery first came in and Philippe Coutinho. It's unlikely we see him back uh, anytime soon, but um, that would be a real shot in the arm, I think, and I didn't think I'd be saying that at the turn of this at the turn of the year. But you know, any kind of player that we get back now, I can see a viable um, uh, positive towards it. You know, because as I say, uh, a lot of the players that are out, we have like for like replacements in there at the moment, but we certainly don't have any like for like replacements for the replacements that are in there. If that makes sense. Yeah. So anyone we get back is else. a big plus. Yeah, everyone we get back is a huge I mean, plus. I don't think you say about the side eyes towards Bendea. You can't have a go at anyone at the moment. They are all playing out of their skin for this football club. They are all playing for that badge every single week. Some of them, like you say, have clocked up an amazing amount of minutes in the last yeah. month or so, you know, and they've been having to be rolled out every single week. Some of them having to play 90 minutes every single week because there is no other option. Mm. These players are, are giving everything for Villa. So I think you can forgive people an, an off game or a game where they don't make an impact at the moment because every single one of them, they've all been superstars. For week, anyone who's ever come in and played for Luca Dean came on against Brentford, excellent little little cameo from him, and he helped see the game out last night to give, to give Moreno's legs a rest. Like I say, Callum Chambers is coming on and playing playing right back. He's come on and played defensive midfielders, right right centre back. He's come on and played various at various points in, yep. in in recent weeks. Every member of that squad at the moment is is vital coming in and and helping us get over the line and that's that's what they're doing and that's what they did last night we just got over the line we did absolutely what we had to and we got over that line and for years we've lamented Villa not being able to to, to win games ugly and things and things like not being able to see games I wasn't really worried last night at the, at the end of the game because I've just assumed now that under Emery we'll see games out because that is what we've done every single time we've been in a winning position or in a drawing position there's been no late horror shows from Villa like there always has been o- over the years. I feel very, very comfortable sat in my seat that, that, we'll, that we'll see games out. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And the players didn't make too much of a big deal about, about the win last night, which I, when they came up to the crowd at the whole end at the end, which I like as mm. well, because it kind of just, they're kind of saying, this is business as usual. This is what we do now. Another big game on Sunday. We go again and we try and beat Manchester United. And I think Man U at the moment, they've got a few injuries. They have had to play yeah. a hell of a lot of games at, at, at the moment. Opportunity to, for Villa to go and do something on Sunday. And I'm excited for what kind of plan Emery has for that game because we saw the plan against Newcastle where we blew them away. Last night was a, a very different plan against Fulham, playing in first, second gear, but, but seeing out the game and being relatively comfortable and winning it. I'm looking forward to seeing what he comes up with against Manchester United. Maybe we can get one or two back even even on the bench even just having cash back at the moment and giving young a little bit of a rest but, mm-hmm. but he's been he's been excellent i can't I can't knock ashley young he has been absolutely superb this this all through the season ashley young has yep. been, been superb it defies science that he's doing what 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 he's doing at, at the moment I need to apologise to the guy who wasn't criticising our hoodies now he was criticising emmy martinez oh, his hoodie was, in that, that premier is, league that interview yeah, question. I can't say anything. I wear some proper Larry clothes. I was actually looking at Emmy Martinez's hoodie and thinking, "Oh, I like that." Then I looked at the price of it. and I didn't like it. Didn't like okay. it as, as much. It was a yeah. It was a pretty. It was a pretty hefty, uh, hefty price hoodie that, that that Emmy Martinez had. I'm good interview that by the way. Mm. Go and go and watch that if you haven't watched. I think it's on the Premier League YouTube channel. Emmy Martinez having a chat with with Ian mm. Wright. I think it was Dybala's 
other half as well. It was rumor was, mill has been there. going nuts since then, Paddy. Wouldn't uh, Dabala would be? You uh, call me Paddy now. Did I call you Paddy? You did call me Paddy. I'll take it as a compliment. You've obviously yeah. felt that comfortable with me that you've yeah. that you've called me Paddy, Ollie. Well, it's been a, it's been a long day. Yeah, it's been it, it's been. <laughs> Mike Dote. I mean, to be fair, I'm buzzing off the comments this way because everyone is making t- mentioning things that I wanted to talk about and then forget to talk about because I don't write anything down. Mike Dote says, "Did you notice the clapping for back passes from the new cultured Villa supporters? Growth anyway. He's absolutely bang on. There was no worry about anything last night from the whole yeah. end. We just learned that that's how we play now, and there's a, there's a trust there, isn't mm. there? That just wasn't quite there." At the start, when we started playing in this way, we not, I don't think everyone in the whole team got it, but my God, everyone gets it now. Look, mm. at, the, look at the results. Mark Dose, that's a, that's a really, really good point because it just felt relaxed. Now, everyone, you're passing it sideways across the six-yard box where you, you'd usually poo yourself. You, 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 you don't because you just, you just expect the players to be able to do it now. And the players deserve a huge amount of credit for how they've learned that. They, they yeah. wouldn't necessarily have come naturally to every single player that the, the way we're playing. And just to talk about Tyro Mings again, he's... Distribution's immense. He clears the ball when he needs to. He's now adding goals to his game. Let's say after after scoring the grand total of one goal this season, he's adding goals to his game as well. He's still a, a massive leader, even though he's not he's not wearing the the armband. That boy has got to be in the in the England squad for the summer internationals. He absolutely has to be. I can't. If Eric Dyer gets picked over Tyrone Mings again, I will be flabbergasted. That that just can't that just can't happen. Tyrone Mings and Ezri Conter are part of one of the best. We must be the best defence in the league in the past 10 games, maybe with the exception of Man City. We are, Actually, we are. We've, we've only conceded three. Uh, and uh, I don't know how many City have conceded. Sham yeah. Stato is not in the, in the I think chat. it's the same. I think it's three as well. Is it? Yeah, I think I, I saw that somewhere today. I'm open to correction on it. I'm open to okay. correction. But yeah, we, we've, been, we've been fantastic. Look, to do something that hasn't been done since 1983, to... to so we've won five home games in a row for the first time since 1993, I think it is, under Ron Atkinson. 2010, actually, I heard earlier. Was it? Yeah, I think we did five in 2010. Oh, well, That's what they uh, said on BT when I was watching the game back earlier. George, George's inquiry with Stato, but Stato did say this the first oh, time. Did five games at home to nil since 1983. Oh, to um, nil. Sorry. No, that, since 1983, but the first time that we've won five games at home uh, was the 1993, I think, under Ron Atkinson. And if I'm not mistaken, I think they might have mentioned that on broadcast uh, as well. Uh, I heard, about, I heard it was 2010. But if someone, will, someone will let us know. Either are. It's, age, it's ages ago, and it's yeah. the first time we've done it in a long, long time. So, um, you know, uh, Unai Emery, once again, he laughs in the face of danger. He uh, any any record that any bad record Villa have had this year, he's just gone out to poop that party, you know, uh, between it being the... the um, the, the Sunday kickoffs, the midday kickoffs, the the black shirts, whatever you know, it's just been it's been you know why why are we worried about this stuff? Let's get it, let's get our head in the game, let's go out and win it. It's fantastic. Yeah, Trevelyan Thomas says three goals in ten, gone are the days of conceding ten in three. I mean, I'd have expected us to concede three in ten minutes, and then mm. under Stephen Gerrard at the time we looked we looked that much all all, all over the place at, at times. He's agreeing with you. Last five in a row was ninety three. And without conceding, he's eighty-three. Yeah, it's a new, that's new a stato head. It's a new yeah. stato in town. That's, they that's said a something on BT. They said something on BT about two thousand and ten being the last time we won five in a row at Villa Park. That, that's what they said. Five home wins in a row. That's what they said on BT last night when I watched it, when I watched it back earlier. Well, we, uh, it's not long now before you do the preview stato. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> 
the podcast, a lot of the games come, come thick and fast. Yeah. Uh, especially for you when you're on every single one and you've got your own channel and then you're coming on, a, coming yeah. on other channels as well. You go, you, you know, you've got it, got it all over the place at the, the moment. <laughs> you? But I know you've got to go. So I'll, um, I'll call the show there. I'm not sure we covered the game in that no, much detail, but I we co- covered the Villa landscape now. That's what, we, that's what we did. Three Instead, points, fifth place. You know, the coffee tasted a bit sweeter this morning. And hopefully when we wake up on Monday morning, the coffee will still taste as sweet as ever. And we'll be looking right up that table. And, uh, uh, you know, that grip on Europe will be getting ever stronger. So uh, every game is, as Dubu said, every game is a cup final. Every game is the most important game of our in our, in our history since the start of the season, as I was saying last night. And, uh, and yeah, look, United, uh, United will only have three days, two days rest. Um, between their game against Spurs on Thursday and Sunday. So we should really go up and try and hit them hell for letter and go for it in the weekend. And we could all be here talking about another joyous victory against Manchester United um, on, on Monday as well. Yeah, right. doing the double over, man. You come on. If Emery can pull that off, then the, 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 he really can do no wrong. The bronze statue is in production if he does that. <laughs> can you imagine doing the double over Manchester United? That's just never been possible for Villa ever. That just is not something that's that, that, that's happened. I look forward to see if Stato can come up with something for that actually for the for the Stato show. We can't we can't have done the double over Manchester United that many times in our existence. No. Surely not. We just got much Canada, no. can we? Because we've had such a terrible record against them in general. Thanks very much, Neil. Thanks to Adam for producing as well from his car. Flawless record for, for, from the car, Adam. Yeah, I'm saying that, and then he'll probably take us off the air right now as I'm, <laughs> as I'm, as I'm saying it. Yeah, doing a great job from his automobile. Thanks to everyone for joining because there's about 325 people here at half five on a. On a what day is it? On a, on a Wednesday. That, that's brilliant. Thanks. I met so many lovely people at the game last night who came up and said some very nice things about the content and, and myself. So I really, really appreciate that. Always appreciate it. Love speaking to everyone. So if you see me, don't ever hesitate coming up to me and have, having a chat because I love speaking to people who've who've watched the stuff all these years. Because quite frankly, I'll be absolutely nowhere in Korea without them. So yeah, never hesitate to come and say hello. I think that does us, Neil. Thanks ever so much. There'll be the Stato preview and the normal preview coming up in the next few days. Don't think we'll get an 1874 in this week, but that'll be back next week. Enjoy Manchester City v Arsenal because that's going to be an absolute storm tonight. And if you fancy logging onto YouTube and watching the who, who scored, we're doing the who scored live after um, after the Man City game tonight. So go onto who scored's channel and you'll get to see myself and legendary journalist Jonathan Wilson talk about Manchester City and Arsenal Dan Rollinson in the producer's seat as well that'll be interesting let's see if he can get through a show without taking the channel off air I'm rambling loads thanks ever so much up the villa Sports Social Podcast Network